What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Giants Nation podcast. Um, so, guys, listen up. Um, a lot of you guys were uh, asking me. Um, you guys are asking me a lot of. You guys are. You guys are asking me a lot of questions. You know, which I really appreciate. Um. um The one question I want to talk about is this. Um, um, You guys are asking me, Justin, do you think the Giants can compete with the entire NFC East? Um, Look it. I'm not going to lie. The NFC East is going to be tough. You know, even, you know, even though... The Commanders, we don't know who the quarterback's going to be for... We don't know who the quarterback's going to be for Washington. Um, still, look at... Um, um, look. Washington, outside of their quarterback problems, they still got a very good team. They got a very good wide receiver. They got a, they got a lot of good receivers. Their offensive line's pretty good. They got a good defense, even though they didn't, even though they uh, they declined uh, Chase Young's fifth-year option. Their secondary is pretty good. I think I think their secondary got even better with the addition of um, of forgot who they took out of the draft, um, but he's good. Um, Look at I believe look at I I think the I think every team in this division is going to have a success. Uh I think every team in this division is going to is going to succeed going into next season. I wouldn't be surprised if all four teams make it to the playoffs. You know because this division is literally the best division in the entire NFC conference. I mean, name a better division than the NFC East right now. I'm not talking about overall. I'm just talking about the NFC conference only. Like name a better name name a better division. I ain't taking the NFC South over the NFC East. I'm not taking the I'm definitely not taking the NFC North. You know, the NFC West is kind of up there, but it's not close. You know, the NFC East is the <laughs> this is one of the best divisions in the NFC. You know, in the NFC Conference, you know, um, look at the Giants, the Giants roster, you know, this roster that the Giants have, it's going to be much more talented than it was in 2022. But the question still remains, can the Giants stack up better against their division opponents this year? I'm assuming that's what you guys were trying to get get answers for. Well, listen up. Um. The Giants' 2022 season was a totally unexpected gift, you know. I mean, they were bound to be better than they were in 2021 with an impressive new coaching staff and general manager, two high draft picks, and the return of Daniel Jones after a mid-season neck injury. But making the divisional round of the, of the NFL playoffs? Not many people would have guessed that, you know. Now, though, comes the stark reality of 2023. You know, the Giants have improved their talent at a variety of positions, and returning players have a year 
of experience in the schemes of Brian Dayball, Mike Kafka, Wink, and Wink Martindale, all of whom, for, all, all of whom, fortunately, are back. You know, um, you know, um, but as we all know, if you are a true football fan, you should know. If you're a team that, if you're a team that is rebuilding and you make it to the divisional round, you're gonna the schedule. You know, the NFL is gonna put more pressure on you. You know, because hey, you dominated. You dominated last season, so we're gonna we're gonna put you to the real test. You know, the schedule looks tougher. You know, on paper, um, gone is the AFC South. You know, with two of 2022's worst teams, and and comes the AFC East with four possible uh with four possible playoff teams, and at least one Super Bowl contender. The NFC North gone is the NFC North, and 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 comes the NFC West with the 49ers on the schedule and six row games in the first ten weeks. You know, it doesn't help. You know, most worrisome is you know is the dreaded regression to the mean. You know, if you're gonna ask me, where the two, where the 2022 Giants a one-year wonder? If you're gonna ask me, was there was their second half slump due mostly to injuries, to hitting the tougher part of their schedule, or to the league figuring out what the Giants were doing and adjusting to it? Um, look at here are two competing views. That I see of the 2023 Giants. I got one that's a pro and one that's a con. Here's my pro for the, uh, for the here's my pro view for the Giants for the 2023 season. I'm pretty intra, you know. Um, one exe- one AFC executive was saying that um um that. He was saying something like, I think they can be a true contender. I think Daniel Jones is really good. He's so, he's so smart and tough. He's gotten much better off schedule. Darren Waller is the difference maker. Um, um, Darren, um, Darren Waller is the difference maker. He changes everything. Paris Campbell was a good ad, uh, was a good ad. We um, we had Jalen Hyatt high on our board, but didn't need a receiver. Tons of speed. Obviously, I'm assuming Saquon Barkley plays, but as good as he was last year, he will be much better with this team. The defense could be dominant. And the con, um, some preliminary stat projections I received through underground sources have the Giants regressing hard. Um, look at it. it's all speculation, you know. But the Giants' biggest challenge is staring them right in the face, you know. Six games against the NFC East on divisional round weekend last uh, last season. Three, you know, three of the eight remaining teams were from the NFC East, and fourth, you know, in the fourth nearly missed uh, missed the playoffs. You know, there are no bad teams. You know, one excellent team and one very good team among the Giants division rivals. The 2022 Giants were one four. You know, the the Giants the, two, the Giants finished one four and one. You know, um, last season. You know, I feel like 
their record, I feel like the Giants' one four and one division record tells the story. You know, they are. You know, the Giants are going. You know, they're not going to go. The Giants are not going to go anywhere. You know, until they can compete consistently against those teams and where, you know, and win their fair share, have their off-season moves accomplished that? I mean, we're gonna see. You know, I'm not gonna say no because I'm very. I think I think we can. I think I think we're good enough to keep. I think I think we're good enough to compete with the Cowboys. You know, I think we can beat the Commanders. I don't think we're up there with the Eagles yet, but I think we're getting there. Um, so we're going to have to see. But that's just how I see I think we can beat the Cowboys for this simple reason. I don't think that I don't trust Dallas's play calling. I don't trust, uh, like, Mike McCarthy, I just don't see, I just don't see how he's going to succeed when this guy hasn't got, Mike McCarthy, the last time he was so successful at calling plays, he had Aaron Rodgers as his quarterback. And there's no way you're going to compare Dak Prescott to Aaron Rodgers. Like, there's no way you're going to do that. You know? That was the only reason why Mike McCarthy was so great at play, at calling plays. Because he had one of the best quarterbacks. He, 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 was, co- he was calling plays for, one of the, for arguably one of the best quarterbacks in the entire NFL. Possibly in the history of the NFL. There is no quarterback that can play at the level of Aaron Rodgers. The only quarterback that you can put up there is Patrick Mahomes. That's probably the only quarterback you can put up there. You know? Look at The Giants seem to have had a very good draft. And they added some important free agents. And made a big trade as well. In isolation... I can conclude the Giants have improved, but the other the other, the other NFC East teams may have too. Now the question is: Are they better? Are they worse? Or are they about the same as they were last year? Well, let's compare the starting offenses and defenses for the Giants' division opponents in 2022 and 2023. Starting is usually loosely because teams vary offensive personnel uh, groupings and defensive formations throughout a game, and some players who are formerly starters wound up playing less in 2022 than others because of injury, etc. Twelve players each are listed for offense and defense to accom- you know, accommodate you know, this. You know, um, I generally followed our lads' depth charts for May of 2023 as projections of starting lineups, and at several dates for 2022 as a guide with a choice based on number of snaps played over the season. In the charts below, players in bold are projected new starters in 2023. So, let's start with the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, you know, um, when I look at the Eagles' offense, I always, you know, the one thing that comes to mind chinks in the armor or just reloading you know look you may think that a team like the Eagles who almost won the Super Bowl would just run it back uh, the next season but the Eagles are expected to have a significant a significant turnover in their starting lineup 
this is partly due to Howie Roseman always walking a tight, you know, a tight rope on cap compliance and partly due to the aging of veterans, which led to the replacement of several starters during the offseason. You know, on offense, all, you know, all of the most important players are back in 2023, but there are three changes. Running back Miles Sanders is gone following his most productive year. He's, he's going to be replaced by uh, former uh, Detroit Lion DeAndre Swift, whose career has been a lot like Miles Sanders' you know, career uh, pre-2022. Third wide receiver Quez Watkins is replaced by former Falcon Alamade uh, Zacchaeus. Another exchange of similar quality players. The biggest change is at right guard, where second-year player Cam Jurgens takes over for departed Isaac. Isaac Sumalo. Sumalo was an above-average blocker, especially in passing situations, while Jurgens is largely untested. You know, the guy only played 44 snaps last season. Um, the other issue on offense for the Eagles is center. You know, where future Hall of Famer Jason Kelsey, who allowed zero pressures against the Giants starters in two games, is returning for one more year while a future broadcasting career beckons. The plan is for Jurgens to move over to center in 2024 and be, and be replaced at guard by 2023 third-round pick Tyler Steen. You know, now here's my question for the Eagles. Will the Eagles' interior offensive line start to become more vulnerable this season than the 2022 version that allowed only four pressures to the Giants' vaunted defensive line in the divisional round playoff game? You know... On defense, the changes are more extensive and more important. Defensive end Javon Hargrave is gone, and Brandon, Gra- and Brandon Graham, who split time with him in 2022, should get the majority of the snaps. In the interior, Fletcher Cox returns, but had his worst season in 2022 and may be slowing down. Jordan Davis is waiting in the wings. First-round draft pick Jalen Carter and the off-field, uh, and the off-field uh, baggage he brings with him is projected to uh, start as the other defensive tackle position. You know, in, look at in principle, we should expect no drop off in the Eagles' relentless pass rush, which means that it will be up to Evan Hill to take a big enough step forward that Hassan Reddick cannot wreck games, and for rookie center John Michael Schmitz to figure things out quickly enough um, that when the Giants finally face the Eagles on Christmas Day, the Giants don't find coal in their stockings. At linebacker, TJ Edwards, who had his best season, and Kaiser White are, are both gone. Replacing them as starters are promising second-year player Nicobe Dean and replacement, uh, and replacement level free agent signing uh, Nick, uh, Nicholas Morrow. The cornerback rumor you know, remains the same, with Darius Slay, James Bradbury, and Avante Maddox all returning. While the safety group is new with second-year player uh, Reed Blankenship and journeyman former Steeler Terrell, uh, Terrell Edmonds, now the starters. Look, and not to be overlooked is that the Eagles have new coordinators on both offense and Brian Johnson, who, um, who uh, was their former quarterback's coach, and defense Sean Desai, who was, a fo- who was the former associate defensive head coach for the Seattle Seahawks and the Chicago Bears, uh, not the Chicago Bears. Um, look at either the either the Eagles' offensive and defensive philosophy change in any notable way remains to be seen. 
for the Cowboys, look at here's my question for the Cowgirls. Um, are the you know the Cowboys are a few tweak you know like here's my here's my question for the Cowgirls. Are a few tweaks enough? I mean, the Cowboys had less turnover. The Cowboys had less turnovers on both offense and defense this offseason than Philadelphia, but there are still an, a few new faces, you know. Unlike the Eagles, the Cowboys have upgraded their offseason weapons, you know, uh, their, off, their offensive weapons. Former Texan Brandon Cooks, who must hold the record for number of teams traded from despite a 1,000-yard receiving season, takes over for Noah Brown as the, as the third receiving option. Meanwhile, promising rookie uh, Luke Shoemaker inherits the honorary Giants-killing uh, Giants uh, Dallas tight end position from departure Dalton Schultz. If Shoemaker hits and Cooks is happy sharing the ball, the Cowboys' passing offense could finally be what it has been touted to be for years. Um, the big question for the Cowboys on offense is up front. For a decade, this team has had among the best offensive lines in the NFL, but last year, cracks began to show. Tyron Smith missed, uh, missed, time, with a, uh, missed time with a training camp injury and was replaced by now-departed Connor McGovern until the last few games. Zach Martin. Zach Martin. You know, another long time, um, another long time fixture had his worst season. Um, center Tyler Biedas has proven to be a, to be barely adequate. This is a this is an offensive line that the Giants, you know, I would say ostensibly dominant defensive line needs to start exploiting. On defense, there are three changes: first round draft pick. Mozzie Smith replaces aging veteran Jonathan Hankins as a projected starter at defensive tackle and should be an upgrade given Hankins' decline the past couple of years. Promising second-year linebacker uh, Damone Clark is expected to start over uh, to a start over veteran Anthony Barr in the second in the secondary. Stephon Gilmore, no longer the terror he was in his Patriots days, but still, I still feel like. I still believe this guy is a quality defender. He should tighten up the Cowboys' pass defense. The Giants did not target him, you know, a single time in their playoff clinching 2000, uh, 2022 victory over the Colts. Look for all or nothing, you know, interception or big yard after catch. Cornerback uh, Trayvon Diggs to get more action in uh, 2023. Um so yeah, and look at now. Look at if you're gonna ask me, look at are these changes enough to get the Cowboys past the final eight and finally, uh, and finally, um, and finally to a conference championship game? Look at one determining fact. Look at the the one look the one determining factor may be on the sideline, where offensive coordinator Mike uh, uh, offensive coordinator. Kellen Moore is gone, replaced by Brian uh, Schoenheimer. But with head coach Mike McCarthy calling the plays himself, he did that in Green Bay. But we'll see either overall. You know, game management suffers for a team that was knocked out of the playoffs a couple years ago by letting the clock run down to zero. 
Now let's go to the commanders. Um, my question here's my thing for Washington. My thing for Washington. I'm trying to find. I'm trying to see if Washington. I'm trying to find out if if they're if the commanders are trying to build a new era or 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 are they just spinning their wheels? Can a new owner change results on the field? Like like. We are about to find out with the departure of less than popular Daniel Snyder. In the near term on the field, though, the commander's prospects for 2023 are more likely to hinge on a few key players. You know, a few key changes, I mean. You know, the biggest question mark, look at, the big question, the biggest question mark for this team is at quarterback. You know, where 2022 fifth round draft pick Sam Howe is the latest in the commander's unending search for franchise altering player behind center. How he performs, how how Sam Howe performs may determine either Washington demand, commands attention by the rest of the league this season. If he does not look, if he doesn't look like the guy, Jacoby Brissett, who quietly had an excellent 2022 uh, keeping the quarterback seat warm for Deshaun Watson is a more than capable alternative. You know, Washington made no big chances at the skill positions, but largely retooled its porous offensive line, for which only left tackle Charles Leno played well in 2022. Gone or replaced as projected starters are um, Tyler, Lar- uh, Tyler Larson, Trey Turner, and Corneli- uh, Cornelius Lucas. You know, in our uh, ex-giant Nick Gates, you know, Sam Cosby, and ex-chief Andrew Wiley. Gates was a, you know, Nick Gates was a spiritual leader of the Giants, but he was an undersized middling center on the field. The commanders drafted Ricky Stromberg, you know, in round three as a potential successor. Cosby had a good rookie year and shows promise as a long-term solution at guard. Wiley was the least effective lineman on the, on you know on an otherwise very good offensive line in Kansas City. On defense, the big question is either Chase Young, who missed most of last season, recovering from his ACL tear, and his fifth-year option was not picked up, can return to his rookie form. <coughs> you know, if so, then the Commanders have an imposing um, front four. If not, then it will be up to Deron Payne, who got Dexter Lawrence money, but only had 62.2. Uh, P- he only had a 62.2 PFF grade to shore up his run defense and tackling and solidify the middling of the Washington line. At linebacker, you know, non uh, nondescript uh, Cole Holcomb. and uh, John Bostic have been replaced by nondescript Cody Barton and. Uh, uh, Kalike Hudson to pair with this far disappointing uh, Jermaine Davis. You know the interesting part of you know of Washington's defense is its secondary, where draftees Emmanuel Forbes and Jartavi- you know Jartavius Martin are projected to start at cornerback over you know Benjamin St. Juste, you know, and Danny Johnston, you know. As is safety, uh, Cameron Curl, out part who was out, you know, who's out part of last season with ankle problems, but replacing now, uh, giant, uh, 
but he's going to be uh, replacing a player who's now on the Giants and Bobby in uh, uh, Bobby McCain in 2023. The most important change for Washington, though, may be on the sideline, where Eric Bieniemy takes over for Scott Turner as offensive coordinator and assistant head coach. Bieniemy is one of the big mysteries of the NFL coaching ranks. He has been, incre- this guy has been repeatedly passed over for head coaching jobs, either because Andy Reid gets all the credit for Kansas City's offense because he interviews poorly or because Brian Flores' accusations about NFL hiring um, have merit. This year, he gets full control of the Washington offense to show what he can do. If the Chiefs' playbook has the same effect on Washington's offense as it did when Mike Kafka used part of it, used parts of it in play calling for the 2022 Giants, the Commanders could become a force to be reckoned with. You know, so the question now is, what needs to happen for the Giants in 2023? Well, a lot of this is Captain Obvious, but let's put some numbers on things. The offensive line has to be better in divisional games. The Gi- you know, I mean, the Giants, pro football focus, the grades pro football focus have for the four returning projected starters on the Giants offensive line. Um... Andrew Thomas, out of all of these players on the offensive line, didn't do a good job. Now, I'm, I'm going to cut Evan Nielsen slack because he's a rookie, you know? But you can't have that to happen. You can't let that happen. You know, Evan Neal, I understand he was a, he was a, he was a, he didn't, he didn't do great in pass protection in three of his five divisional games and only played even close to good in one of them. Mark Lewinsky was not much better in three of his six divisional games. Even Andrew Thomas had one of his worst games in, you know, in the division. You know, though he was said to be battling the flu, you know, in that second Dallas game. You like you probably didn't notice it in the, you know, in the minutes of the dumpster fire, but you know he he blocked well in, you know, in the Philadelphia playoff game. You know, I mean, no, no player. On the Giants, you know, no Giant on the list played at an elite 80 or higher level in run blocking in any of the six games. A little notice, a little notice fact is that the entire Giants offensive line had had, you know, had difficulty run blocking against Washington, considering that five of six division games took, you know, took place. Um... Uh, took place <clears throat> you know it took place um snap I forgot I forgot what I, I forgot what I was about to say um look at all I'm saying is this no all I'm trying to say is this no player on this no no giant no player on the New York Giants Played at an at an elite eighty or higher level in run blocking in any of the six games. A little note, a little notice fact is that the entire Giants offensive line had difficulty run blocking against Washington. Considering considering that five of six division games took place after the bye, 
did Saquon Barkley did Saquon Bark did Saquon Barkley actually wear down in the second half of the season, or did the the did the offensive line's failures against good defensive lines do him do him in? John Michael Schmitz, you know, um, was better as a run blocker, you know, uh, than a pass blocker in in college, you know. I mean, John, PFF gave John Michael Schmitz a 92.4 uh, pass blocking grade, you know, and they gave him an 81.0 run blocking grade. If he can, if John Michael Schmitz can carry that run blocking pros over to the pros, it could greatly improve the Giants' fortunes. You know, Ben Bredesen's, uh sample is limited due to his mid-season injury. You know, but in his three division games, he played above average in at least one phase of blocking in three games and had only one terrible showing, you know, and that was, uh, I think it was pass protection in the first uh, Cow- first game against the Cowboys. The defensive, now, for, now to the defense. The Giants defensive line has to play up to its reputation in division games. You know, there were individual great performances by uh, defensive linemen in division games. Thibodeau against both run and pass in the second Washington game, of course, but also the second time against Dallas. And Dexter Lawrence in the second um, Washington, you know, Dexter Lawrence in the second Washington game, too, as well as the second Dallas game. But overall, the Giants defensive line looked ordinary against division uh, against these division opponents. You know, Aziz Ojulari faces something of a make-it-or-break-a-year in 2023. He was mostly ordinary in division games and pass rush, his specialty, and was mostly terrible fitting the run. His Achilles heel, except for the second Washington game. The Giants are thin at edge defender, but if he does not take a step forward and stay healthy, I have a bad feeling that the Giants could be looking to go for an edge defender in the first round of, you know, in the first round in 2024. You know, another thing, the Giants desperately need uh, Deontay Banks to become, you know, that number one uh, cornerback that that I'm looking for, you know, and Xavier McKinney needs to improve. I Look, I understand it's a big ask, but Sauce Gardner, Tariq Woolen, and several other rookies stepped into the quarterback. They stepped into the number one quarterback role in 2023, so why not? Odori Jackson is a good quarterback, but he is not well-suited to cover. He's not well-suited to covering a team's best receiver. He only played in two division games, not through his own fault, but those were his two worst of the, of the season. PFF gave him a 45.5 PFF grade. In the first uh, game against the Cowboys, and a 47.1 uh, grade, you know, against the Eagles, in the you know in the divisional round, C.D. Lamb caught six passes and seven targets working against him. As for Xavier McKinney, he had the game-saving uh, stop of T.J. Hawkinson short of the first down on fourth and eight in the Minnesota playoff game, but he did not intercept the pass all season. And he only earned a PFF score above 70 once in the eight games before his bye week uh, ATV mishap. You know, uh, 71, you know, where he, uh, PF Pro Football Focus gave him a grade of a 71.6 in, the, in, the, in uh, the first division game between the Giants and the Cowboys. Look at Xavier McKinney. He's not, he's not a bad safety. He's a, he's a, he's a solid free safety. But his 2022... 
he didn't in 2020 in two, last season he didn't build on the progress he seemed to have made in 2021 and in the you know in especially in a division with two elite wide receivers on every opposing team and Davis tight ends McKinney has to do more in 2023 to earn a second contract you know some the you know some delusional writer predicted last week that the Giants would split with the Cowboys and the Eagles and sweep Washington in 2023. In part, that prediction was based on the Giants adding potentially elite players at quarterback and center, an above-average player at linebacker, and solid players against the run on the interior defensive line. All of these were distinct weaknesses in 2022, and on paper, the Giants seem to have improved more than their, you know, than their um, divi- their division opponents as far as filling holes in the roster. Look at. You may look at you may anyone may be surprised not to have seen anything about the Giants wide receivers. Certainly, the Giants seem to have improved in that area. Darren Waller, Jalen Hyatt, Pierce Campbell, and that may you know those guys might may help the Giants win games outside the division that they would have, you know that they would not have have that they would not have with last year's team, you know. But the Giants' deficiencies in that area were partly hidden by inventive play calling, and they did not, ex- you know, they did not especially show up in division games, except for the divisional round loss to the Eagles. The Giants' primary receiving options, including Isaiah Hodgins, Richie James, Jerry Slayton, mostly had average or above receiving grades. The the four players on the Giants' division, the, the four Giants' uh, divisional losses were more due to their inability to control the line of scrimmage against a pretty tough NFC East um, against tough NFC East offensive offensive and defensive lines. That is what has to change first in 2023 for this team to go from pretender to actual contenders. You know? So we're gonna have to see what happens. So my my answer to this question can the 2020 Look, do I believe we could compete? Absolutely. You know, but it's not going to be easy. You know, it's not going to be easy. You know, but do I have confidence? Absolutely. You know, this is this is my team. I don't do this to trash them. I do this. I do this just to, just to let everyone know, especially the critics, that this team has the talent. You know, it's at, you know... Like, we have, like, these young guys that we have on the roster, they're entering, they're entering that phase where they're going to have to show up and show out. You know, uh, Deontay Banks, he's going to have to show up and show out, just like how Amon South Gardner showed up and showed out, and he got Defensive Rookie of the Year. You know, oh, wait, no, he didn't get Defensive He was, no, Amon South, I think he got it. But I may have to check. But we got, you know, these players are going into that phase where they're going to have to show up and give this fan base at least some hope to believe that if there's time left on the clock, we can win. You know, if there's time left. In any game, it doesn't matter if it's against one of the toughest teams in the NFC West, one of the toughest teams in the AFC East, 
one of the tough one of the toughest teams in the AFC in the NFC East. You these guys have to show that we have the gritty. We can show we can we can put up the same amount of grittiness and toughness as our you know as our opposing opponents can uh can do as well. <coughs> you know, do I believe we could compete? Absolutely. You know, all I'm saying though. That's just that I, you know. Look, I I can't I can't tell what I can't tell if a team I can't I can't make a team succeed. I don't have superpowers. I can't make I can't I can't I can't demand a team to be very good, you know. But the only thing I can do is put confidence in these players and hopefully. They can do the things that I was just saying. So we're gonna, you know, I like I don't care how I don't care how good the team I don't care how good all these teams are. I'm always gonna cheer for I'm always gonna cheer for the Giants because that's the kind of fan I am. I don't care about I don't care about I don't care how great the opposing team is. As long as they're as long as. As long as you're still in the game and there's time left and you can and you find a way to get down the field and score points, that's all I, that, that's all I, that's that's all I care about. That's all I care about. So we're gonna have to see what happens. But I appreciate the question. Um we're gonna have to find out. But that's all I gotta say about that. Um, so I hope you guys enjoyed my long talk about, I hope you guys enjoyed my, my long talk, um, about this great question. I appreciate the questions I appreciate all the questions that you guys are, uh, that you guys are sending out to me. Um, I appreciate it. Um, and we're going to find out, um, but you know, this, this is how teams get better. You gotta go. You gotta go and face the toughest. You gotta go. You know, like this is how teams get better. Teams get better by facing tough, by going through, you know, by trying. Like it, it, this is kind of like finding the way, finding a way to to make it to the top of Mount Everest. It's not easy to climb one of the. It's not easy to climb one of the tallest mountains in the world. Because there's a lot of obstacles you gotta, you gotta, there's a lot of obstacles you gotta get over. You know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, there's a lot of solutions that you need to solve. You know, it's kind of like that. You know, the NFC East is Mount Everest. Can the Giants make it to the top of Mount Everest? We're gonna have to find out this upcoming, we're gonna have to find, we're gonna find out this upcoming season. But I hope you guys enjoyed this one. Um, And like I always say, I'll keep you guys updated for more news about the New York Giants. So stay tuned. But until then, I am out. Peace.